What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is the kickoff to season five here on the podcast. And I just want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for four awesome seasons here on the podcast. We're so excited just to have the chance to chat with you folks, to, to learn more about your journeys, your the agencies that you are building, the agencies that you are aspiring to build. It's been a phenomenal journey so far, and we're almost up to the one-year mark. And Gray and I cannot believe it. Um, we're just so thankful for this community and the opportunity that you've given us just to share this content with you. And again, just thank you for making the time each and every week to catch the podcast here. This week, we've got George B. Thomas, the George B. Thomas, coming back to the podcast from the sales line. We talk all about agency content and how at the sales line, they create awesome content, how they monetize that content, and how they're even monetizing aspects of their database that they couldn't before because they didn't have the budget to afford their full services. This is a great interview. But before we jump into the interview, I want to talk about a discussion item I saw over on inbound.org this week. There's a question posed by Kyle Barkins. Kyle is a co-founder over at TAP Network. So shout out to Kyle in Delaware, posing a question about client management and collaboration. And the discussion item uh, was a question about when you have a client and a project management platform, do you bring the client into the project management platform? Then how do you collaborate over documents and exchanges and stuff like that? Uh, he said that they face some clients where the client has their own system that they want to follow. But how do you do that, keeping your agency processes in play as you're moving forward as an agency? So I thought it was a great question um, just about how, what is best practice here. And a shout out to Kathleen Booth over at Quintain. She says that they they use teamwork as their project management platform. Um, and, you know, a lot of folks in the inbound agency community like teamwork to manage their their platform manage their processes and that sort of thing it's a great platform for that um, but then they also use gather content for gathering information from the client and gather content i've not used it personally i've heard great things about it kathleen endorses it so i'd check that out go over and check that out if you want to find a tool that helps you gather content from your clients review it get the client to give it it's okay before moving forward stuff like that at Guava Box, Gray and I, we use Google Drive for all of our client document exchanges and collaboration. And we like that because we handle all of our process and project management inside of Do Inbound, but then we let Google Drive handle all the version control, all the shareable links, all that kind of stuff. And then we just sync that into into Do Inbound and share those URLs right there so that you can easily get to the file you want, but you don't have to worry about the infrastructure. Google Drive has it all taken care of already. And we start with a baseline template so that you don't have to you know, reinvent the wheel every single time. When a new client signs up, the first step in our process is to clone that template folder and create a new template for that client inside of our Google Drive folder so the whole team knows where all the information is and that we can collaborate with the client in that folder to get all the content where it needs to be. So a little shout out there. If you want more notes on this topic, you can head over to doinbound.com slash 51. Grab the show notes here on this podcast. Without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with George B. Thomas from the sales line. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. George, welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have you here today. Dude, I am so excited to be here. This is literally one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and anytime I get a chance to be on it... Uh, I'm super geeked out. <laughs> well, awesome. For anyone who's listening who might actually dwell underneath of a rock, what? give us a background <laughs> on who is George B. Thomas and what is the sales lion all about? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just a normal person. Like I'm like everybody else, right? I put my pant legs on one leg at a time when I wake up. But um, past that, uh, you know, since 2012, I've been doing this HubSpot inbound marketing thing. I actually hold five HubSpot uh, certifications. I'm one of about 25 HubSpot accredited trainers, uh, a program that they are in beta right now with. And uh, the sales line is an agency slash not really. So what we do is we do, you know, marketing, consulting. Uh, our big claim to fame is workshops. 
we've got two podcasts. We now have a course that we actually uh, just launched uh, Monday of you know, I guess you'll have to look at the date when we actually launched this and figured all that out, but uh, called the Content Success Formula on our new site, thesaleslineacademy.com. And um, yeah, dude, there's just a ton going on. And, you know, the basic philosophy for us is we're helping people educate and communicate uh, better in a digital world, online, offline, any way we can. Um, and I forgot to mention, wow, too, we do uh, agency workshops where we teach agencies how to do uh, other workshops and hit workshops where we do HubSpot intensive trainings and well, you guys get it. I'm going to be quiet because that's enough. Like that's that's just the sales line. That's that's what we do. <laughs> and that's what I love about you guys is you are an agency, but not really. And that's where I want to kind of take this conversation today. Um, I want to talk about the sort of the, the the alternative ways that you guys are marketing and also ways that you're diversifying your revenue. Uh, you mentioned the, the course there in a little bit. Um, let's talk about the marketing side of things first. You guys are all over the podcasting scene, and you're very active on Blab. You do a ton of YouTube video tutorials. Let's start with podcasting. Uh, you're 80 episodes into the Hubcast, so congratulations on Thanks. that. Uh, first thing, like after all the experience you have so far, what are like your, your top two or three takeaways, lessons learned about podcasting in the agency space here? Yeah, so the, the first thing I'll say is that uh, if you're not podcasting, you should be podcasting. And for me, uh, my takeaway is I should have been podcasting years ago, right? So if you look at Marcus, um, the owner of the sales line, he's been doing mad marketing for, for years. And he's been able to build you know, a, a large community uh, from that podcast. We've been doing the Hubcast for 80 episodes. Andrew, I'd love to sit here and tell you I wish it was 180. I wish it was 280 because the power of the podcast, the power of being able to be in those little earbuds yeah. uh, in somebody's head when they're driving down the road, hiking on a mountain, you know, fishing for some largemouth bass. I don't care what they're doing. They want to take you uh, with them and, and just the intimacy um, that, that happens from there. The other thing, Andrew, and, and I, I want to talk about this because I think this is the hurdle that most people deal with is that my takeaway is. Holy crap, it's not as hard as I thought it would be, right? Um, you know, you, you look online and you look at people like, um, I don't know, the, the Cliff Ravenscrafts, the, the Pat Flynn's, the whoever, and you look at all their gear and you're like, holy crap, how am I supposed to do that? And, and being able to go through this process and figure out a way where you could actually do it on a budget and do it with minimal gear and sound good and still get all the benefits of podcasting, that's really the main second thing is that it's not as hard as it seems um, and that you should be doing it yesterday. That's awesome. Uh, walk us through your planning. When you guys are sitting down and thinking about a Hubcast episode, how much how much prep work are you putting in to each episode? Yeah, yeah. So I usually have 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Uh, and an hour is like I'm just trying to go overkill usually when I get to that level where I'm, I'm trying to fill in the slots. And, and here's why it's not as difficult is we have a repeatable process. We're always talking about the same things, but not really. And what I mean by that is we're always covering a strategy. So I know that XYZ block needs to go in there. We're always covering HubSpot updates. Well, that's pretty easy to find and just add into some show notes. We're always looking for people who are tweeting cool stuff about inbound marketing or hashtag HubSpotting or hashtag Hubcast, whatever. And so that's an easy section to build. And so I literally go through there like little blocks and just put the information in. Now, I will tell you, it's easier now with, with a community uh, that is with you, and they're, they're actually emailing you the wish list items or the questions of the week, and um, it, like the, the content just presents itself. And so usually I'll have somebody that'll you know send in a really great question, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is like three blocks we're going to talk about. We just did an episode, Andrew, on A-B testing. And it literally turned into like the A-B testing show. Like the strategy was A-B testing. The, two, the tactical tutorials were A-B testing. Like the question of the week was A-B testing. And so, you know, it just kind of happens that way. But we keep it fluid. We keep it repeatable. 
Um, and I really do try to spend no more than, you know, at the most 45 minutes to an hour on getting that outline um, together for the for the show. Nice. Then what does obviously you guys hop on the phone or do you, do you record through Skype? How do you you and Marcus do it? Yeah, definitely. We uh, record through Skype. Um, I happen to be on a Mac, so I use a little piece of software called, you know, Call Recorder by, I think it's Ecamm. Um, we usually use ATR 2100 mics. Um, they sound really good. They give you nice bass. Like you kind of sound like Barry White, you know, when you get close to the <laughs> mic. Um, sometimes I'll use my headset. I got a Sennheiser headset. I'm actually using that for for this podcast um, because sometimes I like to move my hands around a lot. And if you hit your mic, well, that's rough because then you got to edit and post. But what I will say about that process that's more important than the gear and what we use is that it's it's a one take, um, meaning we use the philosophy of communication of yes and or or improv, if you will, of yes and. Marcus might say something completely off the wall. I'm just <laughs> going to keep rolling. I might say the dumbest thing ever and mix my words or fumble them. We're going to keep going. And so the, the recording time process is literally from the time when we say the Hubcast is starting in three, two, one, to the time that we stop. That's it. We spend no additional time on that part of it. Dude, that's that's fantastic. It streamlines. Well, I think it makes it it's helpful because it gives the audience an authentic feel, and it's got to streamline life and post a lot as well. Oh, absolutely, and and I love that you hit on that um, authenticity because, and I should have mentioned this probably in the whole outline section. There are some major things that when we sat out or or set out, I guess, uh, to create the the hubcast, we knew that we wanted to do, and so. Um, Let's just talk about that for a second. We knew we wanted to be authentic. We knew that we didn't want to be HubSpot homers. We knew that we needed to talk about the tough topics when they're screwing up and their software doesn't work properly. Um, but we also knew that we wanted to have a community, engage with a community, and grow a community. Hence why we have our favorite tweets. Like we will do favorite tweets until everybody that we favorite tweet becomes a listener to the Hubcast. Like literally, <laughs> we will hustle it out that hard, one person at a time, one company at a time, um, until magic things start happening. And magic things do happen. When we talk about like the revenue of this, um, there's going to be some stories around how this um, – the especially – the tweet section, favorite tweets, and how now the updates and agency um, spotlight sections actually end up with um, revenue at the end of the day. And nobody would even guess that it would happen that way. Dude, that's awesome. So talk, talk to us about that. When um, you know both of your podcasts, are you do you think the same persona is listening to both podcasts? Or do you see different audiences gravitating towards different messages there? Absolutely different audiences, although there is um, a part that mixes. And let me explain that. So mad marketing is more of your content marketing folks, your chief marketing officers that would go to something like content marketing world. Okay, Your hubcast listeners are those chief marketing officers, those agency owners that would go to inbound. And there's a distinct difference between those folks because – one is very platform specific and one is platform agnostic. And, and what's amazing to us even when I start to talk about audiences is we even have some audience members of the Hubcast that don't use HubSpot. Go. And we're like, we're like, what? And they're like, <laughs> we, we just like the strategy and we like the way that you guys like put things out. And so um, – and it's super cool. And we've actually turned some of those non-listener or non-HubSpot users – into folks that um, now are HubSpot users. So go figure. That's awesome, dude. How, like, uh, sidetrack, how did you guys, what brought you to the point where you said, hey, let's sit down and talk every single week about HubSpot? How did that, how did the idea come about? Well, I mean, let's just go back to my intro for a second. I got a, <laughs> I, I got a problem, Andrew. Uh, I have a HubSpot problem, an orange problem. My kids tell me I have orange-itis. That's what they call it at the, at the Thomas household. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, I mean, five-time certified HubSpot, you know, trainer. And so so when, when Marcus hired me, he knew that there was this love for HubSpot, this love for inbound marketing, and, and that's just really what made me tick. And being a HubSpot partner, he's like, 
he called me up literally one night. He's like, dude, what do you think about a podcast, you know, for the HubSpot community? And at that point, there was no growth show, which yeah. I still beg to differ if that's really for the HubSpot community. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> and, and I was like, dude, I'm down. Like, he's like, put some thought into it. Let's think about some sections. And so I put the sections together. We've modified it through through time. But but literally that was – it was a phone call. What do you think of this? Yes, let's do it. Okay, next week we're, we're going to record the first episode. And we did. That's perfect. That sounds exactly like what Gray and I did launching this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you just got to do it, man. I mean Nike, Nike said it, but you just got to do it. Yeah, get out there and make it happen. That's yeah. great. So from – 80 episodes in, how are how are you guys at the sales line seeing the podcast impact your revenue? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about um, the mentality of most people in podcasting. Um, most people are going to do this. They're going to say, hey, let's start a podcast, and how can we monetize it? Um, what? Like you can't worry about monetizing it before you've even gotten one listener, right? <laughs> so that can't be the mindset. So what we did is we knew we wanted to start a podcast and we wanted to add value. We wanted to build a community. And then we knew that we would be able to find some ways to actually monetize off of or with this community. And so there's actually a couple things that um, we did different. We never tried uh, to get a sponsor for the Hubcast. Um, and for probably the first 56 episodes, we never even really tried to sell our own junk. Like we, we never came across with like, we've got this going and we've got that going because it was all about the build phase. And then yeah. at, at about episode 56, we did our first commercial for our own product, HubSpot Intensive Trainings, where I go out to a company, a one, one and a half, two day workshop. We look at their portal, yada, yada, yada. If you want to hear the commercial, you can go listen to the Hubcast. Um, and so we started that way. Now, what I can tell you is that that alone um, has generated thousands, thousands, I want to say that again, of dollars of revenue for the sales line company, just saying those workshops. We also promoted WOW, right? So, which is the workshops for agency uh, owners or agency employees. That in itself, again, our stuff, thousands of dollars. Over the, uh, a, a large timeline, you can probably sit and easily say there will be hundreds of thousands of dollars that will come in because we actually advertised our own workshops on the Hubcast easily. Now, the other piece of that is now people, uh, companies, are like, man, we sure would like to get behind this. Do you guys have a sponsorship? So we didn't go out and really have to ask because people knew that we were – and this is a very important part, and you guys got this down because your niche to agency owners or agency uh, employees. We have a very niche audience of HubSpot users, and if you are a tool that um, HubSpot users use, you want to get in front of them. Where do you go? Well, the Hubcast. Uh, and so, yeah, so um, next week – we're actually going to have uh, the first episode, episode 81, that we will have a third-party um, sponsor that we will be saying, hey, we love this product. We love these people. You should definitely go check it out. Go check out XYZ forward slash the Hubcast. And um, yeah, so that is uh, a, a piece of it too. Now, one one other story I want to tell you because – People need to realize that what you can't do is say, I'm going to create a podcast, I'm going to monetize, and I'm immediately going to understand the ROI of what it is that I'm doing, or I'm going to know exactly what sections are going to create this this thing for us. Yeah. So one of the other pieces, the agency spotlight that we have, one would never think that you would monetize uh, off of that section. No one would ever try to monetize off of that. The only thing we're trying to do is say, hey, we think you're cool, and we just want you to know that we think you're cool. Well, uh, this is maybe three episodes ago, Andrew. Um, I, we, we promoted the kingdom, 
and they're an international partner of the year. They're in Australia. And I jokingly said, jokingly said, you know, Marcus, it's always been on my bucket list to go to Australia before I die. <laughs> like, I would love to do that. And Adam from the kingdom sent us an email and talked about, you know what? George's love for Australia, I've decided to get together with my team and we're going to try to put together an inbound event where you guys would be the key of that uh, event. And then, Andrew, he emailed back a couple days later and he's like, you know what, actually, um, I'll let you know more later, but the team is thinking about potentially a 10-day tour. What? So how, how would you ever think that you're going to monetize off of that little piece saying in a podcast that you had a bucket list item, but that's the power of podcasting. That's what you can do. Dude, that is, that's awesome. That is real cool. We got Adam. I'm talking to Adam later today here, so I'm going to have to, I'll check in on the plan see how he's doing there. Make sure he gets you over there. Yeah, definitely. That's, definitely. A, that's great. And you can tell him I gave him a shout out on my episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing the inbound love. Gotta love it. Go. That's it. <laughs> All right. So now, you're on a strict schedule with with the Hubcast, hitting that out every week. Do you, is uh, Mad Marketing? Does that follow the same processes in there, or has that has that show um, evolved at all as it's gone through? Yep, yep. So here is where we are with Mad Marketing. Um, for the longest time, uh, it was every other week and sometimes sporadic. When Marcus and I started doing the Hubcast, and we saw what every week did for the growth of the community. And this is why there's 87 episodes of Mad Marketing, and he's done it for years, and 80, 80 <laughs> episodes of the Hubcast. He was like, wow, the growth, it's like amazing. And so he started doing um, every week. And this is like maybe a year ago or three quarters of a year ago. He started doing every week. So that transitioned to that. Uh, now it's actually getting ready to go through another transitional uh, point where we're in discussions of maybe Mad Marketing being – Two times a week where he would actually interview somebody like he just did last week. He interviewed Jay Bear, um, and it was awesome. If you haven't listened to it, it was about hug your haters, but they go in-depth on some other topics like being a joiner and a non-joiner, which was super sick. I love that part. Um, but then also the same week, being able to do his usual kind of rant and answer questions and maybe even talk a little bit about the interview before. So you see, never was the thought process to ramp down, but we see the power of podcasting. And so our process is always, how can we ramp it up? I love it. I mean, it's, it seems like success in this and anything you're doing in content is just learn from what the audience is giving back to you. And yeah. don't base it on what you assume to be truth, but roll it off of what the audience is telling you from your monetization point. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. If, if you guys would have rolled that out from week one, who knows if the audience would have built to the same level of, of enthusiasm as they as they ended up doing. So, Well, it would have came across salesy, right? Yeah. And and we would have been doing it for all the wrong reasons. And And I think, too, because we did it for the right reasons, there's another benefit. I know we're talking about monetization. But I think when we talk about monetization, you need to think at a larger scale. And so, so let's just talk about last year's inbound. Um, inbound. Well, let's actually let's just talk about inbound because I love to talk about inbound. Inbound 2014. Okay, when I went there, Andrew, nobody really knew who I was. I was just a guy who worked at an agency and I used HubSpot. Fast forward 365 days to inbound 2015, and I'm walking through the hallway, and people are like, George B. Thomas! What up, George? <laughs> and I'm like, and, and dude, it's, it's the Hubcast. And I say this humbly, but what it is is it's about brand recognition. It's about building a personal brand. It's about the brand equity. And so if you know me, and, and here's another example. We do uh, consulting. I talked about consulting. I got on a consulting call uh, two days ago. One of our other coaches is actually consulting with this company. I get on the call. I've never met this dude. And um, immediately, as soon as I get on, he's like, hey, George B. Thomas, what's up, brother? And I'm like, hey. And I had to look at the meeting for his name <laughs> so that I could call him by name. But immediately when I start to teach, when I start to talk, when I start to engage with them on a sales process, what do they have to base – the conversation that we're about to have 
all of the value that they've gotten for the last 80 episodes of being a Hubcast listener. Yeah, that's awesome. And just like listening to the voice, I think that just that makes such a deep connection with someone and it communicates a level of trust through that process there as well. So that they're not coming in just cold or just consuming information, but they're actually getting to know George B. Thomas. Absolutely. Through the process. That's awesome. Yep. Now, you also are like king tutorial video <laughs> guy. So <laughs> it's similar to podcasting, but it's different. How what was the motive behind this? And you know, what what keeps you rolling on in the tutorial world? Yeah, so do you want the fake motivation or the real motivation? <laughs> give me the fake one first and then give me the real one. <laughs> so the fake one is just because video is awesome. The real one it, the real one is because I suck crap at writing. Like I I just I writing for me is my Achilles heel. And so when I was set out to create content for the sales line, I was like, I can do video. Like <laughs> video is my thing. And so I'm going to do tutorials. And, and when I realized, okay, and we needed micro content. And we were also knew that we wanted content that was around HubSpot because we wanted to sell HubSpot. We wanted to coach people on HubSpot. And so it just made sense. It actually grew into HubSpot, HubSpot CRM, now Wistia, YouTube, WordPress. So, so I do other tutorials as well. But it's about having micro content and how you said having your voice um, in their ears, take that and elevate it because now you get the visual of yeah. this crazy, crazy wild guy with weird spiky hair making jokes about, you know, rare steaks and like yam potatoes during a HubSpot tutorial, really making it edutainment, right? And so I had two goals. I had two goals when I set out with these video tutorials, uh, actually probably three. Three goals. Um, the first one is that I wanted it to be edutainment. I wanted people to laugh. I wanted people to, to giggle. And I wanted people to learn. Um, the other goal that I had was just to get brand recognition, where if I was somewhere, they would see me. They'd be like, I've seen that cat somewhere before. Like, oh, yeah, that's that George guy. Um, but then here's the third one. And this is what fuels me um, like every week when, when people are like, why do you do three or four tutorials every episode? Why do you do, you know, four or five tutorials in a week? I want to be able to say, Andrew, that I've created more HubSpot tutorials than HubSpot themselves. <laughs> right? Because That's there's, ambitious. Yeah, there's, but there's something to that, right? I mean, like if the go-to guy, when you search on YouTube, and, and a year down the road or two years down the road, you search HubSpot uh, contacts or HubSpot lists or HubSpot keyword tool or HubSpot CRM reporting. And if all of a sudden you see, you know, 500 videos and it's the salesline.com and this guy, George B. Thomas, helping you along the way, what does that do? Does Talk that about, trust? yeah, trust monetization opportunities and that's what we're looking for in in the business of being an agency is we're looking to to gain that trust we're looking to generate opportunities to sell business um to to coach folks to do workshops to sell video uh I mean, shoot, we haven't even talked about the new workshop that we're coming up with in, around video, but I'm sure we'll get to that. I mean, that's trust and opportunities, bro. Video, podcasting. That's why we do um, marketing with Marcus, you know, his three to five minute videos that are in our educational center or, or learning center. That's why we do the thought leader interviews uh, videos on Blab that you referenced and talked about. It used to be Google Hangout, but Blab decimated them. And I, lo <laughs> I love me some Blab. And, um, you know, that's just why we do what we do is because of those two things, trust and opportunities. Beautiful. So you're creating a large volume of content, but you're almost accelerating the sales process while you're creating the content. So you're adding value by just teaching them, but you're also selling them in the most natural way possible because you're just helping them out. Absolutely. Which yeah. is one of my three words, by the way, I have three words. Like if, if, if somebody asks me and, and don't ask me now. Ask me this at the end of the podcast. If somebody asks me, give me like when you wake up in the morning, what are three words that you live your life by? Like ask me that at the end of the podcast because now we're going to tease them. They're mm -hmm. listening right now. Mm -hmm. Like all those people are like, I want to know the three words. So ask me at the end of the podcast. All right. We got that. 
All right. So all that we've talked about so far, this is all pre-sale, all this content creation. I want to move it to post-sale. And you mentioned briefly the content success formula, the course you guys just launched. You were just on one of the live coaching calls right before we press record here. Yep. So before you tell us what the course is all about, walk us through the story and how did the sales line as as a marketing agency decide to get into you know the course creation business? Yeah. So so it comes down to scaling the unscalable. It, it really does. So. Um, I can only go out and do so many um, hit workshops. Marcus can only um, go out and do so many culture of content workshops. Like we're, we're just who we are and we can only be at so many places. And there's so many companies that want the same type of information that we share in a workshop, um, but we just can't get there. That's one. Or they just can't afford it because I'll be blatantly honest. Our workshops, they're not cheap. But that's because we're really, really, really good at what we do. Yeah. And so you're going to learn enough out of what you know what we do and, and how much you pay to skyrocket what you're doing from point A to, to, to point Z. But so we knew, well, how do we get this information out to to these folks? You know, how, how do we do that? And so we, we came across let's let's put a course together. Um, and, you know, it's all about content marketing slash inbound marketing. And we use pieces that we teach in all of these different workshops. We figure out the best way to put somebody through this where it makes sense. And, and there are rules, right? This is a 12-week course. You only get one module per week because we don't want you skipping around. We don't want you getting overwhelmed. There's an hour coaching call where you can ask any questions about the last module uh, that you watch, which has like anywhere from five to seven videos in each module. There's an action plan that you have to fill out for each module. There's an accountability pledge. And so it's really like it's in-depth, dude. It's not like just pay $99 and watch these 12 videos and have a good day. It's not that type of course. It's like we're, we're going to, for a three-month period, get down in the trenches with you and scale the unscalable and give you as much information as we can. Dude, that's awesome. So – are you are is this targeted towards any business or is this agency specific? This is anybody. Awesome. Like like first of all, let's just talk about that because sometimes we divide agencies, but I can tell you right now, there are a ton of agencies out there that every day wake up and go, "Gosh, why is this so hard?" Like <laughs> why am I why am I not getting movement on my content? Like I keep writing all this stuff, but nobody's clicking on my junk. What's going on? So it doesn't matter if you're in the content or inbound marketing game, this course could be for you. If you're a CMO of a company, if you're an owner of a company, um, I, I did a poll on uh, this week's Q&A and it was, you know, I wanted to get a feel for who was in there. And I did solopreneur in hindsight talking to you. I should have an agency, but solopreneur, um, marketing army of one or work with a marketing team. And we had a spread of all three of those types of people that were in the course. That's cool. So walk me through the creation process when you get this idea. How do you take this from just idea to now you've got folks in the course, you've sold it already, you're running live calls. What was the timeline like and how did you guys go about building this thing? Yeah, yeah. So we've been building it probably for the last – I'd say two months, maybe three months at the longest, but probably two months. Um, and it was a it was a joint effort. We had uh, Tiffany Cavane, which is a sales line team member, that she kind of would help us on the back end uh, in Teamworks. You know, here's the different major uh, modules, and we would brainstorm together. She would keep it all organized for us. Um, and then we realized, okay, we need specific times that we're going to shoot video. Now, what videos need to go in those modules? So we started at 50,000 foot. We then went micro to what lessons in each module. We scheduled a video shoot. Um, and what we would do is Marcus and I, um, and actually uh, Tiffany was on the first one with us. My buddy Don Stanley was actually on the first one with us because it was right after a workshop on workshops uh, uh, in Richmond. And we shot 14 videos in one day. The wow. second shoot, we shot 21 videos uh, in one day. And so it was just like mass production. Um, and then I would come back, edit the videos, obviously build out the website. Um, and then all, the whole team would kind of work together on, okay, let's get the audio player in place. Let's get the action download in uh, – our action plan download in place. Um, our our uh, My buddy and super awesome 
team member, Kevin Phillips. Um, he's like our writing genius ninja guru guy. Just remember, I said writing is my Achilles heel. So <laughs> yeah. this, this guy can take anything that I say and make it sound even smarter. He's super, super awesome. And so he would go in and do like the intro copy to the lessons and things like that and descriptions. And so it was really just a, a group effort. Um, the last two, maybe three months at the longest. And then um, here we are. It's, it's up. It's live. There's people who have paid for it. And again, um, it's not a cheap course. I mean, but you get a ton of information. That is so cool, dude, because there's folks out there who are consuming the content. They're listening to you guys every week. You've now given them an opportunity to, you know, first of all, pay you back for that, but then also take their game to the next level yep. uh, when maybe they couldn't afford bringing you in for a workshop or hiring you as a retainer agency or whatever it might be. So yep. that's great. Yep. Absolutely. And dude, we haven't even talked about speaking. Like anyway, see yeah. what I want people to realize if you're an agency, like there's, you know, <laughs> there's an old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> like, like train yourself to be a public speaker. Start listening to, you know, the podcast with uh, Michael Port, steal the show. Um, start paying attention to Marcus Sheridan when he talks about things of, pay, you know, to do when you're a public speaker. Um, if you want to do this other service like a course, then figure out how to build a course. But di- diversify the way that you're actually bringing in funds. Um, to your agency, just don't think to yourself, oh, I get so frustrated with this, Andrew. Don't think to yourself, I'm an inbound agency and this is the box that I have to live in. And oh, I yes. can only offer these services. No, no, no. You can, and you can offer any services that you want to offer. Amen. I think so many, like you look at how many times do you look through agency websites and see how they all look exactly the same? Everyone's following the beat of the same exact drum. They're the same, dude. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's literally somebody has put them in a Xerox machine and thrown different colored paint on each of them, and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Um, so go out there, diversify yourself, think about ways that you can connect with your audience in perhaps a different way. You guys are doing it through podcasting. You're doing it through uh, weekly videos. You're doing it through a ton of evergreen content on your website in the form of tutorials you've set up uh, a course right now um last thing here walk us through the launch process of that course this is your first iteration of it did you guys use a like a beta list for this thing did you open it up for everybody can, so yep yep i like? can i can i can talk you through that so so the first thing is we have a, a pretty good size list uh email list uh, at the sales line and so uh, we first thing we did is we sent out an email and we let the entire list know that we were doing this thing. However, if you want to know about this thing, you have to go to this page and fill out this information because we're not going to spam our list on all this information if you're not interested. And so what we did is we took a very large list and we got it down to you know multiple hundreds of people that had went and filled out that form, said they were interested. And so we had that, and we knew we were going to move forward with that. And what that looks like moving forward for us is we created three free videos that we launched over a one-week uh, period, and they were anywhere from 9 to 15 minutes long. And it's where we talked about a major problem and the solution to that problem, a major problem and the solution to that problem. So we added value before we even got to the course where we said, okay, the register page is now open. You can go over and see the register page and pay and do all that. So that was the process. Now, the other piece that was going along beside that is there was a whole social media element uh, happening as well. So we were sharing the registration page, if you will, to the free videos, and we were sharing the free video pages as they were dropped out. Um, and then obviously when there was like two days left, one day left, we were sharing on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, um, hey, registration is closing, come check it out. And so those that was the major pieces. There's a lot of micro pieces in there that I'm just skipping because of time, but those are the major pieces that we leveraged or used inside of the launch of the course. Dude, you laid it out. That is awesome. Thanks for breaking down the whole process there. I'm how how are the uh the course attendance um you know one week in are you getting excited hearing hearing the wheels turning the questions being asked and that kind of stuff good feedback yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And and good feedback. And and let me just kind of I want to step back for a second if you will. The reason that I do everything I do is because of the emails. Um, man, this is changing my life. Man, this is impacting my business because of the tweets, because That's of the awesome. Facebook posts, right? And so to be a weekend and to see people asking questions that are pushing uh, the the mental limits of where they were just five days ago and asking questions that I know will dramatically impact their business in six months, one year, 18 months, um, dude, it's exhilarating. It's exhilarating. Good job, man. You guys are you're touching people all over the world. You're impacting lives. In not a weird way though. <laughs> not a weird way. In not a weird way. I had <laughs> just, to throw that out there. Just through their ears. <laughs> 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 but no, seriously, you you guys are creating great stuff and you're you're impacting the way people run their businesses. And that is that is really, really cool in this space, this noisy space. Mm. Uh to see you and your team doing your stuff. So hats off to y'all. I think you're doing great. Um, as we wrap up here, George, when you wake up in the morning, what yep. would like three or four words uh, yeah, be right? that would just drive <laughs> your day? What would, what would you say there? Yeah. So there are three words. They're literally, and I, the way I say it, it's actually six words, but <laughs> you know, cause somebody's gonna be like, George, that's six words. Like somebody will tweet me out that, um, and, and here at, when I wake up in the morning, Andrew, this is the first thing through my mind. And when I go to bed, I kind of gauge, was that my day? And, and it's simply this, it's be human, be happy and be helpful. And, and what I mean by that is I need to be real. I need to be George B. Thomas. I need to be authentic. I need to be transparent. I don't need to classify myself as a marketer or a salesperson or a YouTuber or what. I just need to be human. Um, and then I need to be happy, meaning I need to work on things that instead of going to work, I'm going to play. So I can do four or five uh, you know, video tutorials. I can record a podcast every week. I can go out and give two hit workshops uh, in a month's period. I can do these coaching calls and launch a course because I'm never going to work. I'm having, uh, you know, I'm happy and, and I'm going to play. And then, of course, the, the last one is being helpful. If every day, if I help one person better their life, then I can go to sleep and know that I did a good job. I'm at the point now, Andrew, where it's more like 10, 20, 30 people a day that I'm able to help through email, through Twitter, through Blab, through the blog, through whatever. And so, so you know, I, I go to bed happy. I wake up happy. And, and those are my three words that I just cling on to every day. Dude, thank you for sharing that. You're doing great stuff. Keep it up. If folks are listening and they want to reach out and say, hey – What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, and before I do that, I just want to say thanks for having me back on, man. I, I love what you guys are doing. I, I love the podcast. I love the community, all the agencies o- owners out there and, and, and employees, man. Just push push the – just push it. Hustle. Like grind it. Just, do, just break the box. You know, break <laughs> the barriers. Um, if people want to reach out to me, if they want to, you know, hear some of the other crazy, dumb, weird stuff that I say or do um, – I, I used to say Twitter. You can still hit me up there. Um, Facebook, Mr. George B. Thomas on Facebook. You're going to get more of that real, authentic kind of business life uh, level. But I'll tell you where right now I'm really, really enjoying myself. Um, oh, by the way, and Twitter is at George B. Thomas. But uh, if, if you want the real experience, quirky, strange, helpful <laughs> – interesting <laughs> then uh you need to head over to the snapchats folks uh and just check me out on snapchat because i'm digging telling my story i'm digging the level of engagement uh, snapchat is all about depth of relationship not width of relationships and so i'm totally totally geeking out over there george b thomas on snapchat dude that is awesome thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for coming back on my man it's great to have you here you bet appreciate it This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, 
all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Gray jumping on with Andrew to recap the conversation that he just got off of with George and I had a chance to listen back through it. Uh, Dimmer, we've both now had the opportunity to interview George on the podcast from the conversation that, that you had today, which I like the um, the fo- more than just the general George story we got into. You guys hit on a lot of different topics um, and spent some time early on about podcasting. Yeah. From what they talked about with uh, podcasting, specifically the process they go through and some of the differences between Mad Marketing and the Hubcast. Any big takeaways from that part of the conversation? A uh, big takeaway was just the process that they follow, similar to what you and I run through here, what we dove into on kind of the behind-the-scenes view that we just got out of. The more process-driven that you have things as an agency, I think the higher likelihood that you're going to continue creating that content over an ongoing basis. Um, they're, they've been very consistent with the hubcast. They're getting more and more consistent with mad marketing. And I think it's the process that George has created that they lean on that he can then just plug in different, um, different pieces of content, the updates, the tweet of the week, all that kind of stuff plugs it into the same framework and that makes his life a lot easier. Yeah. I like the, just being able to do it that way. And sometimes I get a little bit jealous. So I, I don't know about you, but I listen to every single episode of both mad marketing and the hubcast. And um, it's just it, the fewer moving parts that you have, the easier it is and, and the less time that it takes. And from the, the miniseries, and if you are listening to this episode right now and you haven't subscribed to this podcast, Inbound Agency Journey, on iTunes yet, um, then you should go do that so that you can grab the past four episodes uh, that Dinner and I put together on how we make our process work. Um, it's definitely doable to do to do you know a whole bunch of other things as agency owners and running to inbound and also do an interview style podcast on top of some other podcasts. But sometimes I get a little bit jealous of the fact that George and Marcus get together and, uh, and a lot of the variables that have worked out and there's already that chemistry. You're not trying to make a connection with somebody right before the call yeah. and, uh, and figure out how to jump into it. But, um, but love the consistency and love the way that he talked specifically about hey, how are we going to make this. Uh, a repeatable thing in a system where we're grabbing new content, but it all fits into the same framework that we know and that we've honed. So that, that I think that definitely uh, it makes it, it makes it more accomplishable. That's not yeah. even a word. Yeah. Well, what they've done is they've kind of in all that they do, they've popped the typical agency bubble. And George and I hit on that a little bit, and I like that because they kind of got a they've got a swagger to them at uh, the sales line all of them have it if you've had a chance to get to know any of them they're great people and that just comes through in all that they do and i love that they can be rewarded from a business standpoint for putting that foot forward they're they don't try to pretend to be something else you know they're authentically helpful they're authentically blunt they don't i mean george doesn't hide the fact that he absolutely loves hubspot like does anyone does anyone doubt (laughs) that he has a blast doing all of those walkthrough videos and uh, all the tips and stuff like this guy eats this stuff up. So don't be afraid of passion. And I don't think anyone would ever call Marcus dry. So that finding something as a mark for your agency brand and then just being that, like, I think that's a really cool lesson and then not being scared to reach out and try new things. Um, You know, podcasting on a regular basis in the agency space, they're crushing it with that. They've just launched, uh, a nice video course where they're monetizing a different segment of their audience that they couldn't monetize before because maybe they couldn't afford to bring them out in person for an event like that. They're training agencies on how to run workshops. They're just thinking outside of the box, finding different ways to repurpose the processes and the solutions that they have created over the years. And I just really like that they they don't take business as usual as sort of their operating manual. Yeah, well... This is something I wanted to bring out, and this hasn't – we've never explicitly addressed this. I haven't talked with George and Marcus or anyone else uh, explicitly about this. So this is just my assumption of what's going on here that I want to bring out and suggest that every agency and uh, and for us uh, at Guava Box and, and at Do Inbound that we all think about. It looks to me from the outside, again, without having had these conversations, like they've identified – what they're really good at and what they're excited about, yeah. where those things come together. 
and they've gone in that direction. So even though they're an agency, I think they, uh, they're a platinum HubSpot partner at this point, um, that the way that the sales line is set up looks very unlike the majority of HubSpot partners and agencies and the types of services that they offer, the way that they deliver those services. And so it looks to me like, uh, knowing yourself, understanding what we're good at and then going in that direction rather than saying, well, it looks like everybody else is offering these packages where we're going to do everything for the client. Um, and so much more of like the coach consultant type of role who are doing these workshops and this ongoing, like looking at what they're doing and helping people grow together. And so I think that that's, that's an area, that's a model that I'm sure more people, I hope that more people will venture into and more agencies will evolve down that route. But it's also not like we have to go one way or the other, but I think just look at your own agency, say, what is our skill set? And we can make it work. We don't have to have $10,000 a month retainers in order to make this work financially or for our business model to work based on our skill set. So that's I think that's one of the things that I appreciate most about them is just uh, I get the sense that they know who they are, they're comfortable with that, and they roll with it, and it works really well, and everybody loves them for it. Yeah, you got to, no matter what your situation is, build the agency that you love, because if you're trying to build a business just based on someone else's set of definitions, it's not going to be fulfilling. You're not going to have fun in that. You've got to master what you what you like, what you're good at, what your team is good at, what your team enjoys, that culture at your agency and build that agency to fit that. I think that that if you wander away from that mindset, you're really just building another job for yourself. And that's not where we want to be. Whether you want to grow a 50-person in-house team or if you want to keep it lean and mean, three to five people, more flexible, more coaching, whatever you want, go out, define it, and then make it happen. I think that's fantastic. Thanks for taking the time here, chiming in. Um, listening to George and I chatting and now Gray and I chatting here. If you've got any thoughts, you can hit up all three of us on Twitter. We would love to say hey and uh, hear what you thought about this interview. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.